ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Friday, June 3rd edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to take your phone call for this hour at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. The text line is open as well. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. As we head into the weekend, we're starting to get into the the summer months here finally. It's starting to feel like summer outside, so hopefully you're out and about enjoying the, the rest of the day today and have a great weekend planned. Of course, we got a lot of sports to get into. Uh, there is baseball action taking place tonight in the state championship that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Hurricanes taking on Bridgeport. That's going to be an interesting one, and the winner of that matchup will take on the winner of George Washington and Jefferson. So the AAA bracket is just about set. We know what's going to happen in the AA state championship tomorrow. Logan's going to take on Fairmont Sr., and in the single-A championship, it's going to be Charleston Catholic taking on Wahama. So we've got some pretty good matchups in the state championship, but we definitely want to keep an eye for Monday because it's either going to be—we're hoping— we're hoping it's going to be George Washington versus Hurricane. I know, a little local bias here, but that's what we do. We have just a little local bias on the show. So George Washington, hopefully, will get to face off against Hurricane. And after that, I'm going to have to – can I pick a win? Can I root? Can I, can I root for one? Which school is going to get angry at me for not taking them? Yeah, is it going to be is GW? Will GW fans be more oblivious or angry? Like, eh. Or Hurricane fans? Like, hey, Paul, come on. You're one of us, right? You know, Cabell County, Putnam County, Wayne County. You know, you're kind of, you're kind of closer to us. You should be taking us. Plus, I know a few more Hurricane people personally. So I think I'm going to take Hurricane. All right, there you go. I've I have made my decision. It's going to be Hurricane, so I'll be rooting for Hurricane in the state championship. Uh, good luck to everyone and the teams that are remaining. Of course, we'll keep an ear uh, on all that action, and of course, hopefully, we're talking about a Hurricane. I was going to say we're talking about a Hurricane winning the state championship on Monday. That's going to be what the show is all about. Obviously, we've got a lot more going on. We've got coming up tonight. Another hopefully thrilling game from Madison Square Garden. Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Did you know that it was the most watched Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Final since they started keeping that metric? In, I think they go back to 94 is... What I saw. Going back to 94, it was close to 3 million. I think that was the uh, the average number. That's amazing. Of course, you're, you're on ESPN. So if you're on ESPN, you get that ESPN push. That's amazing. I'm excited for that. So we got a great one coming up tonight. And it's going to be on our sister station. That's Cat Sports 93.3. 
and 1340. So if you are out and you're, you're kind of interested in keeping up with the game, we got that coming up all weekend long. Every single game is going to be on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So, yeah, here, here it is. Um, looking for the, the, the number here. It was almost $3 million. The most watched game in the East first round since 94, since they started keeping that metric. That's, I'm just excited. I'm happy for that because, of course, you know, when you're on ESPN, that means things get better. So I'm hoping, in a, in a sort of roundabout way, once Marshall is more prominent on ESPN, that Marshall's going to get that ESPN bump. That's what I'm looking here at. In a roundabout way. I'm trying to make the argument that ESPN is where it's at. It's where you want to be for all of the television exposure you can you can possibly get here. We've got that game for you again coming up tonight. Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. How many of you stuck around for the fourth quarter of the NBA last night? How many? Raise your hands. Were you expecting that? Was that a was that a let me let me put it to you this way. Was that more a result of Golden State choking, just couldn't get the deal done, couldn't do it, or was that just Boston saying, look, no, we're not done, and coming out and scoring 40 points, fourth quarter, 40 points. That's insane. So all of a sudden, instead of talking about, you know, maybe this is gonna be you know, a pretty easy series for Golden State. Yeah, they might have this in four. It's going five at least if Golden State gets a win. That's, I don't know. I'm I'm all of a sudden intrigued here because you know Golden State's going to answer that. You would think, right? You would think because for three quarters, that was Golden State's game. They, they owned that game. And then Boston all of a sudden just came out of nowhere. And... It feels like a collapse to me a little bit because it wasn't that Golden State was looking bad, you know, rusty. It wasn't like what we saw the other night with Tampa Bay and New York in the uh, Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Final. Tampa looked a little rusty. Golden State didn't look rusty at all. They didn't look like they were, you know, relaxed and maybe not as sharp as they could have been because they hadn't been playing. You know, And you thought Boston was going to come in all fatigued and not able to, to do anything, and then all of a sudden, that fourth quarter hits, and it's just like, that's a new team. Yeah, second win? I, I don't know. I mean, Steph Curry had 21 points in the first quarter. Did he look rusty to you? No, not at all. But with that win, Boston's the first team in NBA history to win a finals game by double digits after trailing by double digits to start the fourth quarter. You trail by double digits in the fourth, and you win in the fourth double digits. So 40 to 16. That's that's amazing. It's unreal. I mean, the Celtics trail by 15 points near the end of the third quarter. Just put it all together. So you go on a 17-0 run, and you start getting things cooking. That's huge. I, I, I'm a little perplexed still about what I saw, what happened last night. But... 
Steph didn't look like he was rusty at all. We'll have that game for you. Game two, that's coming up this weekend here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, we'll have, as I mentioned, all the Eastern and Western Conference final action on our sister station, Cat Sports, 93-3 and 13-40. Okay, here's those numbers. I, got, I pulled it up. I got an exact number here. Um, this is, again, first game of the Eastern Conference final. Most viewed conference final game one ever on cable. And that's data through 94. To 1994, the data from 1994 to now. That's what they have. Most viewed conference final game one ever. Not Eastern or Western, it's conference final. So 2.4 million average viewers, up 34% versus the Eastern Conference final broadcast of the Islanders and Lightning. So last year, it's up 34%. And peak viewers were 2.8 million. So at one point, 2.8 million peak viewers. It's a great game, by the way. If you didn't watch it, it was a great game. So Stanley Cup playoffs today to cross the ESPN, ESPN2 platform. 1 million plus average viewers, up 22% versus all of 21's playoffs to date. That's across cable and broadcast. So it is up 22%. And I think the way they've got it staggered a little bit here is there's still going to be some crossover between the hockey and basketball, but the finals, we're not really going to have that much of a crossover. So you get to watch both. And then the Stanley Cup will be all to itself, minus baseball. And... It's perfect. That's what happens when you're on an ESPN-branded network. Things work well for you. And so, again, that's part of the reason why, remember, Jeff O'Malley came to the microphone during the press conference to officially announce that it's a, it's a done deal, the Sun Belt, Marshall, joining forces. He's like, heard fans, ESPN. I mean, that was a bullet point in his speech, ESPN. I can't wait to see what Marshall football numbers look like. And I can't wait to see what Sunbelt football numbers look like because we'll be keeping an eye on all that stuff because, again, that's important to us. It's huge. I mean, it's it's going to, I think, start correcting some things that went astray when Conference USA stopped really having a major television presence. Conference USA, for the longest time, it felt like was on just any second or third tier sports network. What happened to that NFL network deal? That COVID kind of shot that a little bit, but what happened there? And it really wasn't a good deal the first year because it was announced late after all the other games, the really good games were picked. So Marshall didn't even get a look at that. And so you'd have to find, and now, granted, there's nothing like over-the-air TV. It served Marshall well for many years, but you're on side channels now. You're on Sinclair-owned digital channels. You're on Stadium. 
what was it, the American Sports Network before that? Well, I can't even remember it now. That's how much of an impact it, it had on me. Not much. And Facebook Live games. Now, there's nothing wrong with, there's again, there's nothing wrong with Facebook Live games. If you're Huntington High, if you're Spring Valley, if you're Cabell Midland, if you're high school sports, for example, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. The platform is not mature enough yet to be the national go-to platform for major college and professional sports. It's, it's not that mature. Not yet. But it's a great platform for schools that don't have a platform. A lot of Division II schools, a lot of lower-level schools, and I'm not disparaging them. I'm just, you know, where they stack. You know, if you're Division II, if you're a, if you're a school that's not going to generate much of a television presence, but yet if you have a, a digital presence, that's great. And eventually it's going to mature into something that's going to be, you know. I mean, if you're on ESPN+, Plus, basically if you, if you want to be streaming, you want to be on a platform like ESPN+. Plus. That's the platform. That's where you want your games to be because there's a, a higher level of quality, a, a, a standard, and it's more visible. It's a more stable platform. But you can tell you can tell your grandmother in, I don't know, Biloxi, hey, you know, you can watch the herd today on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Facebook. I mean, and it's cool to – a degree. It was cool. We all did it. We watched the games on Facebook, and and, and we get it. But, no, you want to be on a platform with a lot of presence. Okay, so you want to be on ESPN. You want to be on terrestrial radio. You want to be on platforms that have presence. I mean, that's why you find it's still valuable to be on these larger platforms, even though you have more options. You can... You can digitally stream if you can go these places. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the takeaway here is uh, ESPN still mean the four letters still mean something. And there's been a lot of good action, though. The games have been good. That's what's been, uh, I think, the best thing for me is the action has been good. And, you know, they played defense last night, by the way. If you were watching, if you, you, if you were maybe looking in on – the game on TNT last night watching Colorado and Edmonton. The first game was just a shootout, 8-6. Colorado, I think the better team here in this series, really stymied the Edmonton offense, got some early goals. Mistakes were the key. A lot of mistakes led to turnovers and quick scores. So Colorado beats Edmonton 4 nothing. The big guns for the Oilers couldn't get going. And so you also had a team that was aware that it had a backup goalie. So I thought Colorado played well, leading the series now two games to none. It's going to shift back to Edmonton. We'll see if that's going to have any difference. Sort of like that Carolina Rangers series where until Game 7, every team that was a winner was on home ice. Uh, speaking of home ice, uh, it is at Madison Square Garden tonight for the Rangers and the Lightning. Uh, 
Here's what's going to be interesting for a lot of people. Now, and I heard this addressed gallantly from New York Rangers head coach Gerard Gallant. Tampa Bay has won 18 straight playoff games following a loss. And Gallant, when he was asked about it, he was like, oh, that's great. Oh, they, they haven't played us 18 times straight. Should have a good one tonight. Uh, speaking of a good one tonight, the world champion Pirates are back in action. To, I mean, they beat the best team in baseball, swept them, so they're the best team in baseball right now, right? Pirates are back in action today. Five-game homestand. It's a three-game set against the Diamondbacks. First pitch set for 7.05. We've got that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. So the Pirates sweeping the Dodgers. Sweeping the Dodgers. That means the Pirates are the best team in baseball because you beat the best team in baseball, right? That's how that works. We'll find out tonight. Arizona's going to kill them. It's just because Arizona's not supposed to kill them, right? So they're going to kill them today. Find out if I'm wrong. That comes up tonight. We go on the air here at about 640 on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So maybe they should play on the road more. Play on the road more. Play on the West Coast. Play the Dodgers every week. Just, you know, schedule that. Pirates, Dodgers, every maybe every two weeks. Just you know, have have a winning series right in the middle of all of that. So uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. And speaking of how embarrassing it is to lose to the Pirates, Francisco Lindor. You know what he said? He was asked about the series between the Mets and the Dodgers. Mets got a three-game series. They're in L.A. tonight. So. He was asked if the series would be a measuring stick type of test for the Mets. And he said, it's still a long year. A lot of things can happen. The Dodgers got swept by the Pirates. That means the Pirates are, the, are better than the Dodgers. Probably not. That's No, that's wrong logic. The Pirates are better than the Dodgers. Pirates are the best team in baseball. Find out tonight why. 640 here at ESPN. 94.1 and AM 930. Okay, we're going to get some of your phone calls and text it. It is Friday, so loosen up those texting fingers. Let's get it going. Fire away. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Fire those texts in. It's the weekend. Get it off your chest. We'll do that when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. we got one stat correction from the first segment. One stat correction. Tampa Bay has won 17 straight playoff games following a loss, not 18. 17 straight. 17 straight. Of course, we know that the Rangers are going to win tonight. We know. I know it. You know it. We know it. It's all going to come. It doesn't matter. Our statistician, Christian Palmer, is uh, verifying his numbers right now. Uh, hey, 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 look, I'm telling you what the NHL says. 17-0. You're saying 18-0. I'm telling you 17-0. We've got 
an issue here, Christian. We've got an issue here. We have a conflict of statistics, and you know this show prides itself on its accuracy. 17-0, Tampa Bay following playoff loss since 2020. Uh, that That is on NHL.com, and you're telling me that the worldwide leader of sports, ESPN, is saying 18-0? Who do I believe? Who do I believe? Either way, it's not going to matter because the Rangers are going to win tonight. We've got that on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. I'm telling you, NHL, National Hockey League, 17-0. and 0. And hey, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with the NHL. For those of you who are baseball fans, you're kind of, if you're a college baseball fan, this is kind of your year, right? This is your year because you're looking ahead, you're, you're seeing that the Sun Belt is going to be a really good baseball league, and, and you're kind of hoping that, okay, eventually there's going to be a baseball park built, that Marshall's going to get good in baseball. And then maybe Marshall's going to be among the teams that are playing as the D1 tourney starts today. Which, 64 teams, great playoff format, right? 64 teams, you know, eight teams will make it to the College World Series, and there are four teams from the Sun Belt in. And this is the first time since 2013 that four teams from the Sun Belt will be in the tournament. So you've got Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, Texas State, and, of course, Southern Miss made it in as well. So there's five teams, five current and future members of the Sun Belt in the tournament. And you're sitting here thinking to yourself, how can Marshall get a piece of that action? Because soccer is going to be good in this league. I hope, anyway, you think. It's going to be good. Soccer is going to be good. Baseball is going to be good. And you hope that Marshall can maybe not weigh it down. That's the thing. Marshall will Marshall weigh it down. I mean, 20, 34, and 1. Is that going to weigh this? Is that going to... That's not... I don't see much of an improvement on that number. Not until. Not until. If there is an improvement on that number, I will be impressed. Ex- I'll be happy for Marshall baseball, but until that stadium is built, 20-34-1 is exceptional. But that's not going to get it done. That's not getting it done. Now, of course, you know, we're not going to go on a tirade like some in sports media and and call players out. Not going to do that. That's not happening here. We're we're not going to call players out and – and tell them they should leave, and they're not true herd fan. I mean, because really, you remember the incident earlier in the year where a lot of herd baseball players basically started calling things out and just spoke their piece. And there's there's a better way to do that, right? You would think there's a better way to do that because the obvious is stated here. We we know we know the deal here, so. At the same time, I'm saying I'm not telling them that they can't express themselves. I'm just, hey, you want to make friends? Don't do that on Twitter. Ultimately, don't do that on Twitter. If you do, yeah, 
it's going to get in the newspaper, and then, then i got to ask athletic directors about it, and he's got to respond to it. Hopefully that ballpark gets built, but uh, baseball is uh, is ramping up in the Sun Belt. Are you going to keep an eye on that? Maybe scout out the future opponents, keep an eye on a little bit of that. I'm kind of curious. I'd really like to know what the true baseball following is. Not, hey, I want Marshall to get a baseball park. The, hey, I'm watching every game I can. Hey, I'm going out and when I can and watching them. I, I kind of want to get a feel for that. And I think that'll grow, though, when you get a baseball park. Near campus, on campus, baseball park. You don't have to drive far. You can actually park somewhere and you can go maybe if it's an evening game because there'll be lights. Maybe you can go out and get something to eat before Go watch the game. It's a weekend series. Proper concessions, right? Just go out to the ballpark. Kick back. You know, maybe you have an, uh, you have an afternoon special now and then. I mean, I think you would want to do a lot of evening games just to be able to attract as many people as you possibly can. You can't do that now because you got to play when you have light. And if the light runs out, you don't have a way to play the game. Got to be called because of light. Seriously. It's like, let's just build a wooden grandstand out there while we're at it. Come on. If we're, if we're going to play like this is the 19th century, come on. Seriously. It's embarrassing. I, I know we're, we're, we're beating a dead horse here, but still. It's because we got baseball. I mean, we got Sunbelt baseball coming up today. The NCAA baseball tournament, Marshall's not a part of it, obviously, and there are several reasons why. And and lights lights part of it. Because there's no light to play. That's unreal. All right, we gotta take a break. Come back. We'll get some of your phone calls and text in. Phone line 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of the drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, June 3rd edition. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our phone line this hour, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Of course, we do it the old-fashioned way as well. We have that thing called texting now. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Short segment here. Uh, We went a little over. That's fine. That's okay. We do that sometimes. Uh, I do need to remind you, Marshall soccer camps are starting on Monday, 6th to 10th. Price 125 for a full week, 90 for a half week, and uh, there's going to be another camp next month from July 18th to July 22nd. So uh, details over herdzone.com for that. You know what's happy for me right now though? We're at the point where we're getting to the summer months, so you know how those are. You know, football is ramping back up. Baseball is is going to go on for a while. Basketball's winding down hockey's winding down 
So really, the only thing we have looking forward to the next few months is the fact that we're 100 days away from the season opener against the Steelers if you're a Bengals fan. I know why that made it into my notes, because our our Pittsburgh-loving producer here, Christian Palmer, today with the, again, this young man has, I, I don't know what he's going to do in the real world, because he comes in here today, he's got his Pittsburgh Steelers shirt on, he's got his Pittsburgh Pirates hat on, I mean, at least he's kind of color-coordinated, I yeah, I work with Bill Cornwell, so he'll come in here with like a UCLA hat and like a Marshall shirt or something like that, or you know, or he'll have a UK hat and a UCLA shirt, and you know, because yeah, his uh, favorite team is Marshall when it's not UCLA, when it's not Kentucky. I kid, I kid, but it's true. You all know, you've seen him, you know him well, and. At least, Christian, your, your color coordinator, I give you that. You got, I mean, it, it all matches, but do you own anything else in your wardrobe? And, I mean, it's just, that's just terrible life choices you're making. Just going through going through life every day. I, okay, I'm going to wear the Steeler shirt, the Steeler shirt, or the Steeler shirt here. Nah, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to put the pirate shirt on today. He's not allowed to wear Penguins gear, and he knows why, and he won't do it. It's not allowed. It goes against his grade if he does. That's uh, that's. Look, I gotta have some standards around here. So, at least he's got the Pirates shirt on. I'm sorry, the Pirates hat on, and Pirates tonight, 6:40 here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. But yeah, we're getting closer to football season again. Thankfully, finally, can look forward to that again. We can start talking about college football again not talking about petty things like you know nil coaches fighting with each other so we can talk about coaches game planning for each other you you know where i'm going with this so thankfully we've got that finally coming up finally 100 days away uh the Bengals are going to win by the way they're going to beat the steelers beating the steelers write it down it's going to be the 0-1 Steelers after the first game against the Cincinnati Bengals. The defending East champions. Eastern, you know, I'm yeah, I'm sorry, North North champions. Uh, my apologies here. I've got hockey on the brain. Defending North champions, defending AFC champions against the Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger. Without Ben Roethlisberger. The times, they are changing. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, June 3rd edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30, we're wrapping up today's show, getting you set for the weekend. Don't forget, we've got NBA action this weekend here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. We'll see if the Golden State Warriors can bounce back. We'll have that game coming up this weekend, so you can tune in for that. We got Pirates baseball all weekend long on our sister station. We've got hockey, and that's Cat Sports 93.3. And 13:40, so a lot to get into this weekend. And as I mentioned, we're getting closer to college football being back. 
as if it really left. But we're back now, and hopefully here in the future, we're going to be hearing bigger numbers than we used to hear from Conference USA. Nothing this close, though. We'll not get to this number. Big 12 Conference making uh, making a lot of money for the teams in that league. Going to distribute a record $426 million to its 10 schools. That is a 25%, almost a 25% increase over last year. And that is 10% higher than its peak before the pandemic. So there's going to be some changes going on in the Big 12. But they just pulled in 426. That's a four, that's a two and a six. 426 mil. 426 mil. That's going to be distributed. Now, can they maintain that? That's going to be the question. Can they maintain that? Is that number going to level off? Is it going to stay around the same? And how will that compare in the future? It's not going to touch the SEC. SEC is going to make SEC money. Big Big Ten, Big Ten money. Right? ACC, Okay, there, there's some issues there. They're, they're not doing it right in the ACC. They, they, they could be doing it right in the ACC. Pac-12, they could be doing it right too. So, Big 12, 4, 2, and a 6. It's all even numbers, by the way. $426 million. That's a, that's a pretty nice disbursement there. Of course, this is uh, going to be a league that's going to go through a, a change you're losing your commissioner. You're going to be increasing. So you're going to have 14 schools. It's going to swell. And then it's going to go back. to. You're actually going to be the Big 12 again. Not the Big 12-10, but the Big 12. You are actually going to, your number in your league name is going to actually represent how many teams, unlike the Big Ten, which didn't stop at 10. And so, you think if we could have had conference championship games without the division requirement years ago, that maybe some of these leagues would have stayed? Maybe you could have had less movement as. There wasn't such a high demand to swell so you could have that extra game and you could actually do the extra game without having divisions and which necessitates having more schools to create divisions. Do you think we could have gotten away with, I mean, the Big Ten could have been the Big Ten. I mean, at the end of the day, you think about it, we look at it now. Does Nebraska belong in the Big Ten? No. Nebraska does not belong in the, the no the, does not belong. Um, does Oklahoma belong in the SEC? Well, they're going. So, does Texas belong in the SEC? No, no, but they're there. I think ultimately, I like the divisional structure in the Sun Belt. So I like that. It makes sense. Because it fits the narrative, it fits the institutions. I like that, and that that was a selling point. Look at look at this. You're not going to have to go gallivanting out to Texas here anymore. I mean, you might have an occasional game, but you don't have to go gallivanting out there. 
And that's not just football. That's for your other sports as well. I mean, I like what volleyball is doing as well. You know, they're doing some crossover, but really you're doing, as we talked to Ari Agnes yesterday, you've got, okay, we're going to have two games. We're going to have an opponent come in. It's not going to be you go here and then come here. It's going to be you're going to play two games either on the road or at home. And I thought, okay, that makes perfect sense. Just feels like things make perfect sense here in the Sun Belt, and I don't see this breaking up anytime soon. And really, if you're able to set your conference championship game now, any methodology you come up with is that going to mean you don't need to get bigger? Finally, are we at that point where you don't need to get bigger? You don't need to. Does the SEC need more teams? No. Does the Big Ten need more teams? No. Does the ACC need more teams? No. Is the Big 12 going to stabilize? Will the Pac-12 cherry pick eventually? I don't know. But imagine if we could have just got to this point sooner, what these leagues might have looked like, and maybe we'd have more diversity, we'd have more leagues. Of course, the playoff thing is going to completely not get worked out here anytime soon because again you got too many different theories out there how it should be done everybody there shouldn't be any automatic qualifiers okay so no automatic qualifiers here so we can get five sec teams in right is that what you're looking to you're looking to do here i mean it should be done like the ncaa tournament you take your conference winner i mean you got 10 conferences right Okay, 10 conferences. How many how many at-large can you throw in there? Take your conference champion, get an at-large here, have some first-round buys if you need to. You can do it that way and have them at home games. I don't think you need to be beholden to these bowl games. That's the problem. You don't want to look at the hard reality here and think that what about all the money we can make without the bowl games. And if you're not the rose, the sugar, the orange, if you're not the cotton, if you're not one of the major bowls here, I don't know where where we have a place for you at my perfect table. I don't think we have a place for you. Because if you want to have these as championship sites, that's fine. You want to have these as, you know, Places to play a quarterfinal, semifinal game, that's fine. You know, I don't think we're going to get to that point where we have that many teams. So, you know, we're going to eventually maybe get to eight. And so, if you get to eight teams, that means you got four first round games. And then you got the semis. You have the semis. I mean, do you have them at neutral locations or do you have them at home? Can you imagine? What if, what if West Virginia won the Big 12? And got to host a first-round game. You, you better believe Morgantown's going to be blowing up. You just better believe it. That's going to be a huge sea of blue and gold. And the team that goes in there, they're going to be in a fight. If 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 we do it that way, I don't know how we're going to do it. All I know is we are out of time. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to do it again Monday. Uh, we're going to do it better on Monday. As we always strive to do, we're going to try to do it better the next day. For our producer, Christian Palmer, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, you can find me on social media. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I genuinely believe that um, you guys are some of the best people out there 
that support what we do here at the radio station support me. So I want to hear from you. Get your feedback. Get your thoughts on Twitter at Paul Swan. You can find me there. Love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this edition of the show here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great weekend, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. West Virginia.